0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Talk Tech with Data Dave. I'm Alexis and I'm here to chat with my dear friend Data Dave about all things data, all things technology, all those things that I just don't understand and hopefully learn something along the way.
1: Hi, Alexis. This is uh, Dave Wilkinson. I'm the Chief Technology Officer of D3 Clarity and uh, I've been working in the data data engineering space for about 30 years. So uh, happy to try and help and happy to try and to use your term, educate and have some fun.
0: Get ready for a data revolution like never before. At D3 Clarity, we are thrilled to unveil our sponsorship for DGIQ East, taking place in Washington DC this December. Join us to unlock the power of data governance with the ultimate survival kit of knowledge. Arm yourself with priceless insights on compliance, unleash the full potential of your data and supercharge your capabilities. Don't miss out on this golden opportunity to evaluate your data skills. Join us at DGIQ East in D.C. this December. Hopefully you can swing by our booth and meet me and Data Dave. I'm right. super excited, Data Dave, because we got our first listener question. Our, our listener's name is Todd, and Todd asked, "Help! My data originates from everywhere. How can I bring it together and trust it? We have multiple systems with different formats, spreadsheets, handwritten contracts, and even tribal knowledge that just is in one person's head. What do we do?"
1: So this is this is a a, a very um, I love to say, but common sort of question um, and common issue that we run into when we start looking at, at business data as a whole, the uh, remember... What we have to remember is that a lot of organizations have been running very successfully on a disparate set of systems, disparate data, data's all over the place. This is a historical fact. This new data world where we want all our data to be cleansed and polished and nicely shiny and so on is actually a fairly new phenomenon. Um, So the, the bottom line is that data is always everywhere. Data exists in people's minds or it exists as knowledge in people. It exists in as infinite information in books and in contracts and everywhere, all over the place. Data is really just evidence that people have been doing something. As companies have got bigger, as companies have got more complex, as our world has become more com- complex, the data has become more numerous, more disparate, more separated, well, right? So... So that's that. We have to accept that as a fundamental first, and not expect our data to all be in one nice, polished little place. Right? Oh
0: my gosh, that sounds just like a headache.
1: Oh, it is, and and but it's also true, and it's also a challenge, and it's so. The more standard you are in the way that you operate with data, the more um, understanding you have of that the better you, the better you'll behave and the better your data will be. Um, What we often find is that data is disparate and it's all over the place. And the evidence of things happening in your business is disparate with the nature of the business, right? So a sale versus a shipment, I've sold something and I shipped it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Are they the same thing? Are they describing the same thing? Fundamentally, they probably are. I've, Somebody bought it and I shipped it to that person and it's the same sale. What I'm trying to get at is look at not only the data in raw form, but also what is the data describing, right? So if you buy something, Alexis, if you buy something from me and I ship it to you, then the person that is Alexis should be the same person in the sale, which is the financial transaction, and in the shipment, which is the logistical transaction. Okay. Right? But so But you just
0: said should be the same person.
1: Should be the same, but should be the same data describing the same thing. Often these systems are disparate, are separated. One of the things about bringing it together, bringing all this data together, is starting to look at what we call the critical data elements and the critical data and entities that the, the information describes and start to be able to track this across the different systems. So is a customer the same thing? Is it a person? Is it an an organization? How do you describe it? How do you know that it's the same one? So now I know this sale to Alexis led to this shipment to Alexis, and that these two Alexises are actually the same person versus different people. Does that make so sense?
0: a couple a couple weeks ago, we we dug into data governance a little bit, and you you talked to me about um, you know, kind of making sure the same things were the same things in the same places. And this sounds like one of those situations. It's where... exactly
1: it's exactly one of these situations. Making sure the thing yeah. that says it's the same is actually the same. And now, once you start to do that, and you start to define these the these structures, then you can start to. Say, well, this spreadsheet or this system over here is describing the same thing as the system over there, right? So you can start to say, is it the same or is it different, and is it trying to be the same, right? So, so we often talk about people often talk about data lakes and data warehouses and bringing all the data together, which is great, and that's obviously a, a good a good place to start. But in doing that, you also have to start to say. Does the data describe the same thing? Can I join it to each other? Can I get some semantic reasoning across it, right? We've got organizations that grow, grew through acquisition, and so they've acquired different businesses, one in the US and one in Europe or in the UK, for example. Well, they've been run by different systems. So now, do they both describe sales? Does customer describe itself in the same way? Can I join or you know, bring these together in a way that makes semantic sense when I add them up?
0: So to roll that back just a little bit, you said that people like to talk about data lakes or data warehouses. I'm right. assuming those aren't buildings and giant bodies of water.
1: <laughs> no, they're, they're well, and to a certain extent, they are, right? They're, they're a data warehouse. Wait, they're is giant a, bodies of water? <laughs> Well, they're giant bodies of data, right? So, okay, so, okay. so the idea is that, that you've got this a data lake is, is basically a place where you put a, a lot of data with little or no formal predefined structure to it, right? So you're water in a lake has no structure to it it's not like you're making it out of bricks right not making it out of ice cubes it has it's flowing all over the place so so it's got no structure to it until you take it out does that make sense it's only when you take it out that you take out a glass of water and it's got structure it's the shape of the electron right so and that's the the concept of that which is place all your data in in one place and then you can look at it all right so but but it's difficult to look at if you don't understand it
0: yeah, that was about to be my next question. So, okay, I like this water analogy. I can understand this. You know, if you right. take it out, you can put it in a glass. So so what what do I need to do to get it into structure?
1: And boy, to get it into structure, you need to look at it and you need to understand it. So you start talking about what are the key key elements in it and the key entities in it. And an entity is, is a thing, people, place, or a thing, right? A product is an entity, a person is an entity, a company is an entity. So you start to uh, refine or distill your water or your data into these elements, these entities, these entity structures that give you meaning across your, your business, across your environment. Right. So you start to say a customer is a legal entity. Well, if it's a legal entity, therefore, it's got these characteristics. Therefore, it can only be a customer if it's got these characteristics. If those characteristics are the same between two customers, then they must be the same entity. Therefore, this person has purchased from me twice, right?
0: So what you just described to me, there, there has to be a like a technical word for that, right?
1: So the technical word for this is getting into, in, analytic, in an analytic term, we call it a, um, a semantic layer or a data model that a starts model? i
0: like that word right, okay
1: start to describe the model that your data conforms to and then you can bring in all the data that now conforms or conforms to a certain extent with the model that you've put in place right now now when you do that in sort of semi in abstract sort of terms you can then start to say the evidence that i have either conforms to or does not conform with this model and you can start to drive reason and drive structure into your data lake and then you can start asking interesting questions right
0: asking it interesting questions about the data that's in it or da- about, about what the data in it means
1: about about both right so you can ask interesting questions about the data that's in it because now that conforms to a model which conforms to your business all this data describes your business so now you can start asking those interesting questions that start to say, "How many products did I sell in Brazil? Right? How many how many products might I sell in Brazil given that last year in the month of May I sold this many products in Brazil? What's going to happen this year in the month of May? Right? And you can you can go down all these roads now that you can join all this data together and start to look at it across the world and in larger construct in larger." Um, contexts does that make sense
0: yeah so let me let me give you a a lexus rundown of of what i heard um we've got a bunch of data everywhere that's the essence of data yeah uh you can put it into a data lake where it can all be together and define Mm -hmm. a data model saying this is what it should look like yeah and and you can start asking what you have different questions to help you figure something out
1: Exactly. That's that's a very good way of putting it. That's that's, that's actually very good. What I, the only addition I would make to that is that's people do try that. Um, the the pitfall of that is you're talking about an awful lot of data and an awful lot of places. So what we usually do, what I often talk with people about, is the idea of actually start with the question that you want to ask, and then go and collect the data that's a, that that contains the answer, right? Does that make sense? Because if you think about very large, reverse engineer it from the question. So I've got this interesting question that I want to answer. So ask that question. Now, what data do I need to put in my lake to answer that question? And put, put the model on just that area of the data. So I only collect, so instead of saying, I've got all this data, can I bring it all in together? I say, what is the data that I can answer this question? Let me collect that data into my data lake. Now, let me answer not answer that question. Now, what's the next question you ask, right? And then you go do it again, and your data lake grows now. And if you do it with, the, with putting this data model, the semantic layer of this data model in place so it grows, you start to be able to ask ever more interesting questions. And more and more of your data starts to coalesce into this data lake underneath this data model if you do it with let's collect all the data first you can end up with the colloquial term is the data swamp right so you've got a this this idea where you've got this this swamp of data instead of this you know think of the lake when you when i when when i say lake you think of this pretty landscape pretty blue water i can go on a boat and have a good time and and everything's great i can even drink the water it's clear enough to drink right if I don't know what's in it, and I've just collected all this stuff together, and I really don't know what's in it, then you think of a data swamp, right? And it's murky water, it's dirty, it's polluted, it's corrupt, it's all sorts of stuff. How many people do I really want to let in it? I don't want people swimming in that. I don't want you to drink it, right? I don't know what they're going to catch, right? So... So if you think about all the data in your organization, you start thinking about the cleansing function the governance functions and the way that we can make this this swamp into this crystal clear, nice, beautiful place where we can actually get meaningful data out of and we can trust it and we can understand it. And we're not finding monsters in our data, right? We're not finding Nessie in the corner and other things in the swamp.
0: Let's say a client comes to you and asks you the question that our listener just asked us, hey, I've got all this stuff everywhere, what do I do? What would your answer to the client or the potential client?
1: So my first question is often a question of what, what, what is your highest priority question? What are you trying to answer? What are you trying to get to? Um, and you'll usually get either, I want to know my customer base better, I want to know my products better, right? Or I want, there's something that they, that, they're feeling pain with in terms of, I don't understand my customer base, don't understand my products, etc. So there's usually this point of pain that they've got this burning question. I want to know my products better. I want to understand my products. I want to understand my customers. I want better cross sell, upsell across my customers. I want to know what my customers are doing or something like that. There's usually one of these fundamental questions. And what we then look at is start to say, okay, well, in what systems does data describing your customers live, reside, right? Is stored, whatever word you want to use. Now, how do we pull that out? And what we also start to do is d- to define for them what one of these entities is. Does
0: that's, that make sense? That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff to, to answer. Right. To answer a question, I, I one time you told me um, that we had a client who wanted to know the CEO wanted to know who to send a Christmas card to. Yes, yes. And I think I think you may have been joking about that, but when you were telling your your story your 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 background here, everything kind of like clicked to that story you told me, and I was like, oh. Like maybe that's what we do.
1: <laughs> well, it is to a certain extent, right? Because that's it. That was exactly one of the questions we were asked by by one of our clients. Is our CEO wants to know who to send, who should be on his Christmas card list. There's a little bit of a eu- 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 euphemism, right? Because what he really wanted to know is I want to know for this multi-divisional, multinational corporation, who are my most important clients right right now he runs that business is actually a very very diverse business spread across the world it's manufacturing hospitality it's also all sorts of divisions to it so the the construct of important is has a different meaning for each division of the business
0: right
1: so and it's not purely financial the largest customer might not be the most important customer in this division right or it might so so that was the concept that we had to go into so we had to go into so what is the definition of a customer what is the definition of customer for each business when is the customer of this business also a customer of that business right so have you have you sold from two businesses to the same customer and if so how big is that customer now worth? And then it's, right? And so it, you have to tease this apart from this multifaceted view of what does important mean and what does customer mean? Right. And it took them, so in answering that question, they were taking months. In fact, when we first engaged with them, they, the finance organization, and it's usually the financial organization that gets asked these questions, could not answer that question. They, they simply yeah. had no way of answering that question, right? So we started the analysis, started the path to at least be able to tell them, get an idea of, of what their most important customers were and build that list.
0: I mean, I guess that really, really speaks to what our, our listener was asking about how, you know, there's yeah. so much stuff everywhere and we have to figure out how to get it to one Exactly. Understandable place
1: into one understandable place, and it's not just collecting the data. That's the point that I'm trying to make. It's not just collecting the data together. It's also having the um, understanding within the data to start to say this data has meaning when it comes together. Actually, that's what a lot of people do: is they put all the data in one place and they expect magic to happen. Suddenly, I'm going to have these insights because I put all my data in one place. Well, that doesn't happen until you actually start to drill into that data and try and understand it. And that's where you get into um, advanced analytics, data mining. We talked about that once before as well. Data mining, advanced analytics, um, even into AI and machine learning and that sort of thing to try and make get understanding from this data. When is the data describing the same thing when it is describing something interesting?
0: That makes sense. This has been a great conversation, Data Dave. I feel like I have learned so much just in this last like fifteen minutes. So I'm very, very <laughs> thankful. Are oh, you welcome? Any any final uh, any final comments to our to our listeners or to our our uh, our question submitter who who sent in this question? No, my I guess my
1: my my final parting thought would be the there is a journey here. There is a there is a way to get through it. The the there is this. Um, I said that at the very beginning, historically, we've been running very successful businesses on what we today would call very poor data. And that's that that's that's true, right? That's the absolute truth. The the comment I would make is that the now we expect cleaner data. We expect to make better decisions based off of clear data clarity, you know, to drive clarity in decisions, etc. The There is a path here. There is a road here through here that is very defined or not defined, but very definable and very um, uh, navigatable. Navigable is probably the right word, very navigable to work through. And that's what that's what we spend a lot of time through is helping these companies who can't see the forest for the trees because they're, lo- they're used to looking at what they know of as truth, what they know of as their data, and they're confused and um, have difficulty in understanding how to drive this level of clarity that we're talking about. And what we do spend a lot of time through is, is working with them and trying to guide them through this, you know, for want of a better phrase, this landscape of the of the data
0: that they have. Perfect. That's, that's awesome. So um, I, I'm just thanks for chatting with me today, Data Dave. I, my mind has been expanded. I feel <laughs> like I've learned a ton today. Um, like, like even a ton that's just going to help me with my job, not doing technical things with D3 Clarity. So I'm very, very happy about this. Well, thanks for chatting with me. You're welcome. Everyone you. have a great day. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good day. If you have a question for Data Dave, reach out to us via email at d 3 claritycom We'll be happy to answer your questions in the podcast. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by D3 Clarity. No one has time or patience to fix all of their data and infrastructure problems. D3 Clarity helps some of the world's most recognizable brands take the right action to turn their information into strategic profit making. For more information, go to D3Clarity, that's the letter D, the number three, the word clarity.com.